three, two, one. Yo, everybody, it's the Sandcast. No, 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 no. Here we are. We're live again, dude. Doing it. Real human podcasting. Human connection. Going through kind of. digital ones and zeros to our friends. Yeah, that's fun. Hey, uh, if you're out there and you're liking the Sandcast, just hit us up. You can find us on TikTok always. Mm-hmm. And Twitch. You still on Twitch? Is that your spot? Yep, Twitch for sure. WhatsApp as well. For- <laughs> WhatsApp. Yep. <laughs> All the normal places yeah. young people would be at. Yeah. That's where we're at. Dude, tell me why do people like Twitch? Just give me your your 30-second take. I'm super confused. I've never done it. You never done it? Never done it. What is your? How do you do it? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, do I need to establish a baseline for you? Yes, yes. Well, I get the concept. I think it's people playing video games, and you're watching them play video games. Is that you're the gist? You're watching a stream of something else, whatever that is. Oh, it's not just video games. It could be anything. You oh. could well, you could stream church on Twitch if you want. Some of the uh, more forward thinking churches. <laughs> that are trying to go on all platforms are streaming their live services on Twitch. So it could just be a way that you show something similar to YouTube, or it could be what it's most known, like known for is watching people do things on Twitch. Yeah. So tell me the underlying reason. Is it connection? Is it like, I feel like I'm hanging out with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll make a reference that you'll probably get because you're older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, remember the TV show Cops? No, my gosh, yes. And remember how you could sometimes like either phone in or whatever and like Hmm. give like live commentary to what's happening. Interesting. That's what's happening in the chat in Twitch streams. Just and you don't have to phone in. You could just be right there with your favorite person. Hey, we're gonna watch play this video game. Should I go left or right? Let's see what the chat has to say. Interesting. Yeah, that's the allure of it. It's like you're, you almost have a piece of it, or at least that's the illusion. <laughs> like right, right, you're right. participating in this show that you're watching with other, with thousands of other people. And he might say my name. Pastor Adam told me to go left, so I'm going to go left. Gotcha. So in theory, yes, we could do a live Sandcast yeah. on video, yeah. have people tune in, and they could, we say, hey, like, sure. you know, as we're talking about this, we'd love your suggestions. Yeah. What? Okay, it's starting to make sense. It's again. kind of the same thing as like a YouTube live deal mm-hmm. or any kind of streaming thing, but right. more built out around the video game vein of content. Gotcha. It's similar. Matt Stefan and I talked the other day, a Christmas Eve idea we have for church mm-hmm. is to do a post-game uh, debrief Yeah, and just have us like yeah. redoing the Christmas service, but then like doing commentary and partly funny. Like, yep. Look at this worship stance right here. This yeah. is classic. Textbook Bible I've... flip page. Look at that. Let's go back, <laughs> highlight it with your little yellow thing on the screen. Yeah. Exactly. Sort of commentary like that. But sure. also like you can do serious stuff too. Absolutely. Like this was such a sweet moment. This song is just so powerful because of this. But anyways, that's that, that makes a lot of sense. And we were actually thinking about doing something similar to that for Sundays mm. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm wearing the online church hat. Right. And so it's like... You how... literally have an online church hat on right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... One of the ideas was, what if we did a pre live pregame and post-show before the service and after the service? Love how it, fun dude. would that be? Love it. Yeah. Count me in. We need a mascot. Would you be interested? <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> What would a Menlo Church mascot be? I don't know. You're a creative guy. You can think of something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I do have an awesome Jesus wig that I purchased uh, years ago from Didims. So if, if Jesus can be a mascot and that doesn't make us feel guilty or heretical. <laughs> I have to forgive us of our debts on that one. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, that was the best transition ever. You're welcome. Oh, dude, what a pro, you guys. If, you're, if uh, you didn't know it, we're talking about forgiving our debts this morning. And, uh, <laughs> dude, you're a pro. Way to go. So we're in this Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Still. Well, you got a lot to work through. And That's right. We're there's gold halfway. in every, like, five dude. words. That's exactly. That's why I wanted to do it. You and I did this a little bit a year ago mm-hmm. on... Uh, some platform, I don't know, Instagram Live, maybe Instagram back then. Live, yeah. But because, of these, yeah, exactly what you said, like each phrase just is so powerful. And so obviously that's what we're doing. And so this past week, like I said, forgive us our debts. And we started out, and I'd love to start out our time too, talking about sin. <laughs> yeah. One of our favorite topics to discuss. Uh, I didn't say this in the sermon, but there was a period of life where I lived... In a fraternity house, but I wasn't in the fraternity. It was like off hmm. campus, a little weird situation just for the summer, three okay. months. And I was working at church like <laughs> I pretty much have always done. And they were bringing in their pledges. And, you know, you sort of haze sure. them and all that kind of stuff. And so as part of the hazing, they told the pledges that I was a priest and they would have to come into my room. And like they'd be playing like beer pong. It'd be like so loud at night. And part of their deal, they'd have to occasionally come into my room and confess to me. No way. <laughs> and always, they would it would be serious for a little bit, and they'd get into something. I'd be like, okay, stop. I need to stop right there. <laughs> this is a joke. Please, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but. What a life. What a life, dude. I've lived a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's a weird way for me to uh, preface. Like, sin is such a weird topic. It is. It's uncomfortable. Uh, we talked about on Sunday, I, I even I think I had people raise their hands, but just how many people, one of the two words that you think of when you think of sin is guilt or shame. Sure. Uh, I interviewed folks actually last week and said, what do you think? And those were the, the dominant words. I think Kevin Esquire actually said chocolate cake. That was the only other <laughs> word I got <laughs> when he thought of sin, but, hmm. uh, right. but guilt and shame were just common. And so, yeah, just curious with you, what your church background, your Christian background, just, yeah. What, what do you think of it when you think the word sin? It's challenging to talk about. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, it's divisive, too, because I sure. feel like I'm sure that there are churches that, that have healthier approaches to sin, but there are a lot of churches that almost weaponize it in a way of like, mm-hmm. we're all so inherently bad that left to our own devices, we'll just crumble and die no matter what we do. Like, we can't save ourselves from that, which yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't Okay, I can see that. But it's it's an, it's like most of what is difficult to talk about. There's so much nuance that has to go into that conversation and yes. also almost an openness as mm-hmm. well to hear it because a lot of my like non-Christian friends, like that's one of the first things they'll talk about. It's like, oh, like I'm automatically a bad person. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes to all that. And I'm glad you brought up that last thing because I think what's interesting is some of us who have really 
over time really taking our like uh, following Jesus seriously. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like sin has isn't like in the forefront of our thought. At least not for me. Like it's sort of it's still there, mm-hmm. but it's like no. I like I want to follow this full life of Jesus and learn how to love more and all that. But when I talk to my non-Christian friends, that's the first thing. Right. It's like, that is the, yeah. when you talk about what does it mean to be a Christian or what is church, it's often like, oh, it's, uh, I'm a sinner and I need, uh, I'm going to hell or church is a place mm-hmm. where I'm going to be judged for mm-hmm. my sin. Yeah. That's, it's often the jumping off point for, I think, any kind of like first time question about like, what is, what is this that you're doing? Like, mm. it's almost like the things that are most noticeable about Christianity, and this is something we've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. it, it used to be they were nice people that did great things for those that needed help. <laughs> now it's like, that might not be the, the first thing that people mm-hmm. see. Instead, mm-hmm. they do hear the, you know, right. I'm a bad person inherently, and this is the only way to save myself from a really hot place that lives that's underneath <laughs> us. That's down in yeah. the right? uh, Earth's core. Yeah, up is good. Down is bad. <laughs> Throwback. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like Jesus says, they will know you are my disciples by your the way you love each other. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. Mm, that's not always accurate in our case. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of baggage with sin. I grown up very conservative, evangelical Christian. There was a period of life like... I just felt such deep shame. And I mentioned this on Sunday, like mm. you need like you, uh, specifically sexual sin in American church. I don't mm-hmm. know why that became such the biggest one, but it's like so much of my life was like I'd feel guilty and then I would like repent and <laughs> pray to God, please forgive me, please forgive me, and then immediately go back to the sin and just mm-hmm. dealt with this big baggage and um what what we talked about on Sunday is like how can we refresh and reframe what this actually is? Because what we talked about first at the Lord's Prayer is uh, God wants us to know who God, who He is first, or Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. and He's a Father, mm-hmm. and and so mm-hmm. I often use examples like this. You've probably heard me use a ton, but it's like one time I got frustrated with Cohen because he hit. Uh, Jude, and it was just so out of character and like not what I want him to be about. Yeah, and so I probably reacted more than I usually would and got frustrated and you know told him not to do that or whatever. And he started crying and he said to me, Do you still love me? and it just broke my heart. And I got down on my knees and just made sure I was like, Dude, there's nothing you can do that would make me not love you. I, I'm sorry, I got a little frustrated. It's more just, I want you to protect your brother and I want you to love him, but it's not like you're a bad person. So point being like, hmm. father, a good father would never want their kid to live in shame and guilt. <laughs> like That is the opposite. It's like what you want for your son or daughter is fullness of life, joy, uh, you want them to feel lightness, and yes, you want them to go in a certain direction. But it's so interesting that we live in shame and guilt when it, we know a good father. That's not what they want. Yeah, and I think when I hear that, a good father is going to respond to their son or daughter in different ways too. It's not always going to oh, be the same response. 
I'm sure at some point you might have to get mad at Cohen and and be like, bro, yep, like we need to have more a serious, serious talk here, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a great point. But in other cases, like you're maybe even going to approach that on like a totally different kind of coaching or fathering or mentor or whatever yeah, that is. Yeah. And that might not be derived from Cohen's guilt. It could just be, hey, like I'm noticing something in you that you might not notice. Mm-hmm. And I want to point you in the right direction gently. Right. And not always from a, hey, you know you did something wrong. Right. So I think there's something there. Where yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. It almost addresses the, I don't know, being born a sinner versus becoming a sinner kind mm-hmm. of a thing too. Because I've heard that a lot when talking with people that don't understand or didn't grow up with that language of sin mm-hmm. of, okay, like if I'm, I don't know, if I'm born bad and this is the only way out, then what if I don't want that? Oh, and that's a big pushback that I've heard from sure. a lot of a lot of friends. But from from a standard of if we're approaching this as not a big scary person in the sky that wants to make you know that you are wrong mm-hmm. and then make you force force to become a certain way, but a father that is guiding you along, that is trying to teach you, and that you're going to to say, Hey, how can I live out this really fruitful and joyous life? Yes. Help me, co- coach me along in that yes. process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost two different approaches to that same question. Totally, dude. And that's that's where I wanted to go. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Since you weren't there on Sunday, uh, just saying. Uh, but <laughs> we <laughs> talked about like the it's the intention mm-hmm. of God, which is which where you just landed is wanting fullness and joy in life and. The word we talked about was shalom, right. like yeah. wholeness, like mm-hmm. back, you know, if we look at the narrative of the Bible, it's the original idea. Like God's original idea was not, you know, sinners. The original idea was to live in this garden right. where everything was provided for. There was no shame or guilt. There was uh, just fullness and the relationship was perfectly aligned. And mm-hmm. so we talked about if you, if we can sort of change our perspective and see sin as a break in the wholeness and shalom, then that becomes a different, um, Mm. that becomes a different conversation. So when going back to the actual phrase in the prayer, forgive us our debts, Mm -hmm. we're coming from a place of like, I want to restore this relationship that's taking me to full life as opposed to, I feel guilty and I want to get the guilt off my back. And a lot of times, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, for me, mm-hmm. I think I already alluded to it, but when I'm driven by guilt and shame, I'm not actually inspired to change my behavior. <laughs> I just yeah. want to get the guilt off. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not actually, often that doesn't really change my, you know, I'm just doing the same things over and over again. It's like, um, now I need to go confess it again but I'm not actually pursuing a full life. We sort of talked about that last week. I'm just realizing. Um, it's almost like yeah. in the scenario in which you're, you are trying to forgive your own debt or you're feeling guilty about something. You want to feel better about it. It's like a very, I'm doing this for me, exactly. not for a better good. That's exactly right. But then the first scenario that you painted of like a true restoring of Shalom, you're doing yes. it with the hope and the, the aim of I want Shalom to come, not I want this bad feeling that I have to go away. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Yeah, you want harmony to be restored less about like, 
uh, I just want to feel better for myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we talked about, I'm, uh, I'd love to hear if you have any stories, uh, you and Missy or another friend of yours, but we talked about like when there's disharmony in a relationship, Sure, you can feel it in your gut. You're just like, it's sort of tense. It's like uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying this is literally last night, but <laughs> like we were we we're moving into a, um, we got some furniture because we just moved places and she has a little, she kind of tweaked her back a little bit. And mm. so I was trying to get help of, to move like a bed and she's just like, okay, we just got to like be clear about like what we're going to do before we do it. And, and I was just like, nope, I'm just going to do it just myself. Go for I just it. pick that's up the my, bed. That's my strategy and too. And then the whole, she walks out and I'm just like, great. That uh, was yep. good husbanding. <laughs> and then I just try to fake whistle to make myself almost feel like I'm not upset by this. <laughs> You're upset by this. I do that too, dude. <laughs> and then of course, 10 minutes later, I walk in with my tail between my legs. I'm like, I'm sorry. I should have been better at that. Whatever that was. But I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that was last night. That's like a totally hypothetical. Yeah, well, like if this yeah. were to happen, that, this we is what were, it would look yeah, like. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I love the specificity of like, because I, I do that all the time. Of like, you're pretending that <laughs> I, yeah, I don't what, even notice anything different. I'm going to whistle. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. You're, you're, are you not okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that's so good. And it's always like. The stupid stuff. I mean, I'm not going to rehash the story, but that's what I shared on Sunday is like one of our biggest arguments started from the stupidest. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like, should we ask our landlord uh, whether we can put in a new floor? That was it. Oh, yeah. Me on the no, her on the yes. And it just became mm-hmm. one of our biggest conflicts. But I think what's interesting is like, so yeah, you feel it in your gut. You just sense it. You're just like, something's not right here Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel good. You can feel it's not, you don't have harmony in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think the, where it really applies to this with God is like, in those relationships, our friends, how many marriages will start at a small place of disharmony, Mm -hmm. but the refusal to reconcile starts it becomes a huge wedge. And over mm-hmm. time it's like, mm-hmm. uh, what started as a, a argument about the dishes and how to wash the dishes right. 10 years later, it's like, we can't be in the same room together anymore. And so we got to get a divorce. And it, it, I think it really applies to what we're talking about when we say, forgive us of our debts. We know that there's a disharmony in our relationship with God mm. when we go off the path that he has for us. And again, instead of thinking in our mind, guilt, shame, I'm a horrible person. I, it's more like, what if we were driven by like, I feel that dissonance and I don't want it to cause a relation, a wedge in my relationship with God. Yeah. And so I'm driven to ask for forgiveness. I'm driven to reconcile because I want that harmony. I want that like, Oh, I just want to feel the good. <laughs> Cause yeah. on the flip side, the harmony, I, at least for me, I feel that as well. It's like mm-hmm. when things are just sort of humming and buzzing in mm-hmm. a good relationship, you're like, man, this is fun. Yeah. And there's something about not being able to see and tangibly experience God in the same way that you can experience being yeah. with your spouse. Right. Like I can see and feel when Missy is upset and she can feel mm-hmm. the same with me. But That's if good. we just kind of like out of sight, out of mind it, <laughs> With God, and that just keeps happening, keeps yeah, happening, yeah. and keeps happening. That wedge, 
mm-hmm. as tangible as it may be with a physical person or relationship, it's the same wedge that you're drawing between you and God, but it might affect your baseline, I guess is, is kind of my thought behind that thought is if you keep on, on doing something yeah. and you just become accustomed to it and then it just gets ingrained yes, in ha- in what you <laughs> see and experience, that's going to, yeah, it's almost like a secret wedge. I don't know how you want to say that. Secret you know what I mean? Wedge. But I like something it. around that. And so how then, Adam, you said that we, we have to try to figure out what it is that pleases God and how mm. to act. How can we do that? Mm. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think first, starting with the humility and the inner posture mm-hmm. of uh, the recognition of me not having it all figured out and me being broken, I think yeah. is an important step. And uh, the difference, and Jesus talks about this so much. It's like the religious leaders, I think it's it's very intentional that the people he gets mad at are people in our like in our day would have been you and me, like church staff people, no offense to us, but like people yep. who are like, you know, seem to really have a lot of the religious thing figured out, probably look like they've got life figured out to a certain degree. He gets frustrated with them because of their high status or high view of themselves. Mm-hmm. But he sort of celebrates the people who don't know much about religion. It's probably doing like they're in careers that were seen as like pretty scandalous sure. <laughs> prostitutes, tax collectors, mm-hmm. but he lifts them up because they're able to say, Oh, I'm, I'm mm. low. Like I've messed up. I'm broken. And I come humbly to God and say, I just need your help. Sure. So I, to me, it starts there is like, that's, I think that's why this is so important to be in the prayer is like, we have to come with the inner posture of like, uh, I don't, have it all figured out and I am just constantly just blowing it yeah. and I'm not, <laughs> not good in a lot of my intention, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it starts there. And then I think then it's pursuing, it's the opposite of a wedge. It's like our entire relationship with, with Christ and becomes a trying to walk together in harmony. And you know, that's still pretty abstract. I think tangible ways to do that is what, you know, you and I have talked about on here a lot. I talk about it, Sank a lot is like, that's where the spiritual practices sort of help us. It's not that they're magical or anything. It's just mm-hmm. like, okay, how can we keep that harmonious relationship right. going with Christ constantly? Like, again, using our metaphor of like husband and wife or a good friend, mm-hmm. it's like, we have to work on that daily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you guys are leading a marriage course right now. I'm sure that's part of what is talked about is like, it's a daily trying to get closer to each other. Mm -hmm. And so I think things like spiritual practices, like meditating with uh, scripture, obviously scripture reading, contemplative prayers, taking prayer walks is something, you know, all this kind of stuff. So yeah. How about, what would you say? Yeah. Maybe just going off of that, I think, all those practices are almost pointers towards a w- awareness or alignment with that yes, harmony. That's right. That's right. And that's something we kind of talked about. I kind of forget if it was last week or the week before, but operating out of alignment instead yeah. of out of obligation. Mm-hmm. And so if you are saying, God, forgive me of the sin, and I'm obligated to do so because I feel like I need yeah. to do this, versus God, I want to be with you in yeah. this, teach yep. me and show me how. And that guidance can come from those spiritual practices. Those are almost pointers towards, okay, like 
it's almost like an internal check in That's a way. Right. It's like an inventory. And I think we've used that, that language before of a mm-hmm. kind of internal inventory of how am I doing? Yes. How is my, my relationship with, with God, with others, with myself? What's that like? And then how can I point those towards harmony? How can I point that That's towards so bringing that enough. to shalom? Yeah, it, I hadn't even thought about that in the lens. Like it's, you could argue, and I'm going to make that argument right now. And I'm going to argue with you. <laughs> I take. Uh, you know, twitch this later. <laughs> you could argue this prayer is all about alignment. Maybe that's what prayer is in general. Maybe that is a great operative word of like, when we pray, we are aligning ourselves with the character, the goodness, the kingdom. Of Christ, which it might seem obvious as I'm saying it right now, but I just feel like that's a great word that we don't often use with right. prayer. And and something you said too, the inventory piece of like, if you do a nightly examine, you're sort of examining what went on during the day, mm-hmm. but out of the mindset of not like, I want to keep a scorecard and beat myself up because right. there I went again, I screwed up again. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, where are the places I can align more tomorrow? Mm-hmm. How can I have a more full Life in a harmonious relationship with Christ. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you want to get practical, that's a great and easy thing for people to yep. do is before, you know, in your nightly routine or whatever, mm-hmm. just try to go through your day with God, whatever that looks like for you and however you mm-hmm. see yourself doing that. And then something that I, f- I forget, it was a writer, a famous writer, mm. classic, whatever. They would, f- they would, Stephen f- King. Maybe. It actually might, I don't know. How funny would that be? That would be really funny. But they would, when they finished their day, they didn't end with a paragraph. They ended with the first line oh, of yeah, the next paragraph. Yeah, uh, Ernest Hemingway. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And so if you can examine oh, your life in that way yeah. and then put in, okay, tomorrow morning or tomorrow at some point, this is where I'm going to start from. Yeah. It's going to be less of a, I got to beat myself over, over the things where I messed up and more of the, okay, like, how can I get more, how can I go more into alignment yeah, tomorrow? Good. Dude, we can always learn from Hemingway, even Absolutely. spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't forget to give yourself a grade at the end of the day after you do that. <laughs> and submit it to yeah, adamandsank.com. It's similar to that fraternity house. You do have to submit. I I know I said it wasn't a scorecard, but I do expect you to submit that to me. Yelp review point. yourself? Is that what you're saying? Uh, and so the other thing we did at Sank, which I think ties in with everything we're just saying, is... You know, with this concept of shalom, we talked about the prophets talking about Jesus being Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. So he came ultimately, because we haven't referenced this yet, but the beauty of what we believe about Christ is like he fills in the debts and the gaps for us. And that's mm-hmm. that's uh, why we don't have to feel this guilt and shame, because mm-hmm. he steps in for us. And so we took communion. And <laughs> again, that word alignment, like communion is partly aligning with Christ. It's remembering who he is, what he's done for us. And we, you know, uh, we don't believe this as a church. Maybe you do personally, but you know, some traditions believe you're actually like, uh, eating the bread and, or, or sorry, the body mm-hmm. and the blood of Christ, which has always been weird to me, but I think it's beautiful in a mystical way of like, you are, um, it's such an intense, intimate communion. It's sort of beautiful. Like speaking of alignment, it's like, man, really get close. But, uh, last thing, a little bit of a teaser for next week, but I'd love to get your thoughts on it. So 
I purposely split these two weeks up because uh, I think we often forget the second part is combined with the first part. And so I did it intentionally because it's easy to focus on the first part. And it almost feels like this conversation feels good. I don't know if it does for you because it's just a reminder. Okay, I don't want to feel guilty and shameful. I can remember God just going to forgive me. Mm-hmm. It's as soon as I go to him, I can align myself mm-hmm. and I can be released of any kind of debt or shame or guilt I do feel. That feels good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I like yes. that. I like yes. that. And then, <laughs> but what we forget is the very next phrase says, as you yeah. forgive those or as you release the debts of those around you. And that's where, uh, I don't know about you, but I, it's like, I could literally be asking for God's forgiveness yep. in the morning. Yep. And then two hours later, I'll be holding a grudge yeah, against well, my... I, mean, I can see it the, in the Bible that you have on your desk, you like scratched out that whole line. <laughs> yeah. So it, that I doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, that's not in the original transcripts. Nope. You just get forgiven. But yeah, like how, like, man, just any thoughts on that of like, it's an interesting concept says as you forget, you know, there's, it's very much a a connection. It's not like now you're forgiven. And if you want, it'd be a good idea to go do that to others. But it's like, no, that's connected. If you expect God to forgive you, Mm -hmm. you have to do that. And that. To me, that's just a, a callback to, okay, if I'm going to align with yes. bringing your kingdom down and bringing your will down, then that's part of it. Yep. And it's difficult and it's hard, but it should be a joyous thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you are essentially doing the work of Christ to other people. Right. You're showing them that, yeah. hey, guess what? You are not a bad person. Mm-hmm. You're not, you made a mistake mm-hmm. and now you are released. Yeah. Hmm. And that's kind of what all, like, this prayer is about it's how we should pray how we should live out mm-hmm. how how That's we right. should partner with all of that stuff and so it it's challenging if you take that line out of context but when you read the right. first read and agree with the first one two three four five six seven lines before it then you're like oh it's not as hard to swallow but it's still a little <laughs> bit tough <laughs> right 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 yeah 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 and it and we've talked about this several times now, but um, it's also easier when we remember that it's a communal prayer. And so we're all praying this together. We're sort of agreeing like, yes, Mm -hmm. we deserve forgiveness from God. Mm -hmm. And we also, this is our duty (laughs) to each other. And so it it makes me wonder, like if you're doing this as a community, especially in those days, like... The good kind of conviction as you're looking at other people's eyes, you're like, dude, mm-hmm. I know I just yelled at you earlier this morning because right. I'm so mad at you, but right. you're feeling like, okay, I got to release you of that debt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if we're going to try to extrapolate this to something that could be almost unforgivable in your community. Oh, yeah. Murder. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, like, this this is more about okay coming to God as a I don't need to earn my forgiveness it's mm-hmm. already given to me mm-hmm. and it makes forgiveness possible mm-hmm. so maybe with people or with things in your life that you feel like forgiveness is just not possible oh yeah this could yeah. be an encouragement to say hey let's reexamine that yes and what does forgiveness look like that's real good that's real good I'm sure we'll talk about this next week but I do think it's important to remember the difference between releasing someone 
versus boundaries, you know, and maybe that Absolutely. that can be the the uh, thing yeah. we tease people with for next week. Because yeah, like you said, I when I think unforgivable in my mind, I'm thinking of some pretty harsh things. It's like right. There is a way to spiritually forgive someone mm-hmm. and release them mm-hmm. from your brain mm-hmm. and release them of guilt mm-hmm. while also saying, I can't like be in the same room, you know, or whatever the boundary might be, you know? Yes. I want to say duh, but <laughs> I, wanna, I feel like that could come off as a little insensitive. Uh <laughs> Just I, there, there's probably a spectrum to forgiveness, and that will yeah. look like depending on your context. That Dude, will look that's, our, that's the title for next week: the spectrum, spectrum of alignments of forgiveness. <laughs> alignment spectrum of forgiveness. Yes, duh. That's my quote. That's yep. my uh, take. Cool, man. Well, any just uh, practical challenges going back to forgive us of our debts? Any practical challenge you want to give to the Saint community? Yeah. Part of, part of the conversation that's stuck with me so far has been just the need to be able to say, okay, now what after this? Hmm. It's not just the, I'm praying so I don't feel guilty, Mm -hmm. but almost charged with, okay, because you are forgiven, now what are you going to do with that? Hmm. And so how can, like what practices, whether that's spiritual practices or disciplines or whatever that looks like. Um, how can I incorporate more of those into my life, like a prayer of examine at night to help yep. me point towards, okay, n- how can I live out this gift of forgiveness? That's good. And what does that mean to translate into my community and my circle? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. I was going to go similar. Uh, my challenge would just be to uh, commune, find practices where you can commune yep. with Christ and mm-hmm. examine. Maybe that, let's just mm-hmm. say, let's make examine like the practical thing. Mm-hmm like a nightly routine or it could be midday too, where you just take a moment, commune with Christ and examine like what have been the things, where has my mind been? Where have my emotions been? My Mm -hmm. intentions, my self-centeredness, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Not to be, not to shame yourself, Mm -hmm. not to guilt yourself, but to release those and to align yourself with Christ. Yep. Cool. All right. We did it, man. Cool. Another one in the fire. Another in the fire. Thanks. See you on Twitch. (laughs) You're not going to join me? (laughs) All right, yes. Check us out on Twitch. We'll see you guys. Bye.